National Treasure got dark. <laughs> Whoa. Nicholas Rage. He's out that of the cage. Uh, it did. Man, I like that movie, National Treasure. I do, you? too. It's so good. I feel like there should have been a third one of those for some reason, but there's not. And I'm a little bit sad about it. <laughs> anyway, what we're talking about today has nothing to do with Nicolas Cage. It's about as awful and strange as as old Nick. They're all cage free though. Farm fresh. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yes, <laughs> this film is cage free and our dinos are not cage free in this one. Oh. Here we go. This week, welcome to Screen Fix and welcome to the Screen Fix of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're going to be here after. This is the show where we fix a recent film. Could be a bad movie. Could be a good movie. We don't care. We fix them all. <laughs> we love movies. We're movie nerds. Are you a movie nerd, Mustachio? Indubitably. You movie nerd, Lady One? Big time. Nerds are us. So we're going to fix Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Also, look for our Screen Fix news episodes, which also drop early in the week. So anyway, let's go ahead and get down to business. Here's our statistician, Lady One. Give us the stats on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom dinosaur action. Chris Pratt, high heels. <laughs> Blue Raptor, go. <laughs> so Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom premiered all around the world on different days because it was trying not to conflict with the World Cup. Um, but America does not care about the World Cup because we don't care about soccer and that's why we're not good at it. So it came out on June 21st here. In its opening weekend in the U.S., it made $148 million. And it is now up to $265 million in the U.S., 669 international so it's up to 934 million dollars worldwide money 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 money. <laughs> money production budget was 170 million wow but it's making that back yeah and then some. marketing was probably another 170 million Don't i matter. swear to god it was all over the tv it was doesn't it have like tie-ins with like Dairy Queen? Oh, yeah. There's like co-marketing all over the place. It's as bad as Avengers Infinity War, which had tie-ins with like Rocket Mortgage. Yeah. Also, Infinity Cars. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want to associate your car with the Infinity War. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to get into a car accident and turn into dust. Yeah. I'm just going to like evaporate. It's super sad. <laughs> the new Mazda Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> shit shit show half of all owners die <laughs> but only half only half all right so this movie is 51 percent rotten from critics 58 percent of audiences liked it wow and just for comparison jurassic world was 71 percent fresh and 78 percent of audiences liked it wow but but here's what we're linking up to is the lost world was 53% rotten and only 51% of, percent of audiences liked it. So we got ourselves another Lost World on our hands. I don't know. Uh, yes, we do. I think it's a little better than Lost World. That's not saying a lot. <laughs> it's okay. It's not saying a lot. One of the most hated movies in like franchise history. Aww. 
the most hated one has to be Jurassic Park 3 where he's dreaming and the raptor is on the airplane and goes, Alan. <laughs> I mean, it's there's so many Alan, so many Alan memes. You know what I'm talking about? Aww. It did. It was his return. Dr. Alan Grant. Him, Taya Leone. Oh, that was a cash grab. Since you seem to like it the most, JC, why don't you yeah. tell us what you liked about it? Oh my God, I certainly will. Right after Mustachio Sassy Summary. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, we'll get to our our likes after I um, talk about. <laughs> mm. All right, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. The island of Isla Nublar has been abandoned for over three years. We think all the dinosaurs are dead, but they ain't. Um, this submersible is going in <laughs> to retrieve like the Indo T Rex, um, and that's when it gets eaten by the the water monster that's inside there. This helicopter crew like steals the Indo-T-Rex sample. The world press is now pushing for awareness regarding the possible extinction of all these dinosaurs now that this active volcano threatens to wipe them all out. Bryce Dallas Howard's Claire Deering character is heading up this pro-dinosaur movement and trying to get government representation involved. She gets a call to go to the estate of Benjamin Lockwood, John Hammond's previous business partner. He's nice, but he's old AF and not much help. She's now dealing with Eli Mills, the trusted operator of the estate and its companies. And he says that they want what she wants, and that's to save several of the remaining species on the island. But he needs her to access the tracking system on all the remaining dinosaurs and retrieve the Velociraptor Blue, which leads us back to old beefcake Owen Grady, played by Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's building a house in the mountains, and Claire wants him to join her for a drink. They catch up with some flirtatious questioning of who left who. He somehow gets convinced to join her on this death mission, and they fly out to the island with a non-compatible introverted computer analyst and a sexy straight-shooting paleo-veterinarian played by Daniela Pineda. They get to the island, and the muscle hired to extract the dinosaurs is headed up by Ted Levine's crazy commando Buffalo Bill. Yeah, I was going to say who's Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lamb. Wait, really? I yeah, didn't that's know Buffalo that. Bill. Oh. Weird. Hard Falkmer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's it. Now, so the other part of the team has been in this underground kind of tracking override station, and now the volcano's going ape shit, and they're having like dinosaurs crawling through pipes to come after them, and the lava's seeping through the ceiling. The hit team leaves with Blue and the sexy vet. Oh, and we find out that all it was all just a cash grab for certain species of dinosaurs to get sold off in an auction. Now that Eli's character is trying to do business with like seedy warlords, and we see that Macy is the believed granddaughter of Benjamin Lockwood, and she's not allowed to see a picture of her mother. The volcano's going crazy. Dinosaurs are jumping off ocean cliffs and the T-Rex fighting red T-Rex and some shit. <laughs> Owen has to save the introvert and Claire uh, from drowning in the rolling bubble car death trap. The good guys watch the Arcadia leave with a ton of the dinosaurs and they, they hijack a truck and Dukes a hazard it into the back of the boat without somehow raising any eyebrows. <laughs> they sneak over to where Blue and the vet are at. They need some carnivore dino DNA, so Owen and Claire find that reason to get inside the T-Rex container. They need to give Blue a blood transfusion, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So that was that was that was that reason I was looking for all those episodes ago. Like, why on earth would they be in there? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You did say that. You, I remember when we looked at the trailer, you actually said, what reason would they have to be in that? <laughs> in a cage with a T-Rex. <laughs> so they extract a blood sample 
that thing's waking up now. They get what they need as far as a blood sample to save Blue. Oh, and did I mention that Buffalo Bill's been prying teeth out of practically all these dinosaurs' mouths and torturing them? That's right. He used them as like, uh, they're like his like uh, souvenir. The Arcadia docks and they ride up the vehicles to the Lockwood estate where this underground bad guy auction is taking place. And hold on, this is in like Oregon, right? Northern California. From Costa Rica. Apparently like a six hour trip. <laughs> yeah, somehow, even though it takes about 10 days. <laughs> <laughs> the, the auctioneer is this sorted little man who's yelling out, sold, sold for dinosaurs that they're going to be used to for warfare technology. Toby Jones. Yeah, that's Toby Jones. That's a cool name. Is it? Yeah, for such a like... Weasley little looking guy. Just a little squirrely dude. Yeah. Toby Jones. Yeah. <laughs> they get to the prize of them all. Dr. Wu's crazy Indominus Raptor. It goes for about the same price as a fucking helicopter. And they move on with the killing. Endo Rapto <laughs> eats Buffalo Bill and the CD auctioneer. Uh, Owen and Claire meet Macy and help her escape. Eli kills Grandpa and drops the bomb that Macy is a clone of her dead mother. Damn, that's cold-blooded. The Endoraptor is chasing them throughout a museum setting, which is kind of reminiscent of the first movie. Uh, Macy runs and hides under the, her sheets in her bedroom, and Blue comes to her rescue as he fights the Endoraptor. The fight leads to the roof, and Blue has to save the day by death-diving from the roof, and, and then Endo gets impaled. Oh, the... <laughs> Underground tanks have popped and the hydrogen cyanide is spreading and it threatens to kill all the dinosaurs unless they get freed. Well, more torturous dinosaur agony is shown and Claire makes the adulting decision to not push the button and free him. But a little Macy clone ain't grown up yet, so she frees them all. The movie gets back to Dr. Ian Malcolm stating that genetic engineering is dangerous. And the movie ends with all the remaining dinosaurs, including Blue, are all free. They're all like fan fanning out across the countryside. Dum 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 That's loaded. Those notes are loaded. Anyway, I don't think it's as dum 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 as you guys. I enjoyed my creature feature. Damn, you knew what you were getting in for. Why? Yeah, listen. Before we start fixing we always say what we liked about a movie thousands of people work on a movie and we respect those people a lot of work goes into a movie we're going to say something that we liked about jurassic world fallen kingdom why don't you go first lady wow pretty much the only thing that i actually oh liked about this movie was the way they showed the volcano exploding i thought that was really cool and i was recently in costa rica hiking around the arnal volcano which is bragging yeah yeah no i um i'm well traveled yeah our jet setter yeah, yeah. The movie nailed it. And I was just watching that like, yeah, that's exactly what he said (laughs) happened. Like, it was really cool to see, I don't know, geologically, that was like 100%. Like, I just, I found those shots to be really cool. It was super dramatic and exciting. And even though I was like, I mean, I know how this scene ends because I've seen it in the trailer. It was still like visually really stunning to see the explosions and the rocks flying. And just, that was the part that I really liked out of all of it. So you're like... You're a first half of the movie. Oh, I mean, yeah. Because I've I've been learning that, uh, talking to other people, I've been learning that 
the movie is you either really like the first half or you like or you and you hate the second half or you like the second half and you don't like the I wouldn't half. even give it the whole half. I just like the exploding part and specifically oh, only man. only the shots of the volcano because why do all of these dinosaurs and also this man run at the same pace like None of this makes any sense. But I'm trying to talk about the part I liked. So that's yeah. the explosion of the volcano. Oh, there's another thing that I liked. It's not actually about the movie, but I really like Bryce Dallas Howard just as like a human. I think she's really awesome. And the fact that she goes to Neiman Marcus and buys her own gowns to wear to award shows because stylists won't dress her because she's a size six. Um, She's amazing. I love her for it. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard is beautiful. Yeah. She's gorgeous. And when I was watching the Golden Globes one day, she was like, oh, yeah, I got this dress at Neiman's because no one will dress me. And they're like, what? She's like, oh, I'm a size six. They don't have my size. Oh, my God. She's just a power human. And I love her. I like her, too. Do you think she would date me? I think she's married. Fuck. All right, so what do you think about this movie, Mustachio? What's one thing you liked? Go. I, I liked how it kind of, you know, like it was nodding to the first film. I like the fact that the, the, the some of the, like the Macy struggling like sequences before they got really boring. I, I, I liked I liked how they were using her in a similar way in the as in the first movie where uh, the blonde girl, the hacker, was having to run through the kind of museum setting. I like that. I also would hide under my sheets, like, and that's what Macy did. And so I really liked that part. <laughs> the yeah. boy inside of me was just like, I did that too. Yeah. That's like a very little kid. If I can't see it, it can't see me type of thing. Problem with mine was I actually had raptor sheets, so they would just scare the shit out of me <laughs> on top of that. So I would just scream when like staring right at a velociraptor that's looking at me under my sheet. But yeah, so what it, what it, yeah, those. And I felt like some of the sequences with like Blue's relationship with uh, Owen Grady, I felt like they really got back to what we liked about that. Oh, yeah. Everyone watched the same YouTube video of their relationship. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's just been, it's viral at this point. Yeah. It's the laziest writing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Tell us what you loved because you seem to love this movie, JC. Listen, I fully you like Listen, it. Stop. Oh, my God. This is don't miscongeniality like me. Don't miscongeniality <laughs> me. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Listen, I'm fully aware that both Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom are dumb. They're dumb. Jurassic World is awesome. But it's still dumb. Nah. It really is. Anyway, I mean, they think about Jurassic World. They put a invisible, highly aggressive hybrid dinosaur in a pen alone that's like barely big enough and then it becomes of course it becomes highly aggressive and i mean it's just so many things are just dumb in there but anyway these movies are dumb but all i want is dino chomping action and the first one delivered mm -hmm. dino chomping action and the first one's the one that gave us the characters of blue and tyrannosaurus rex and made them into more characters rather than just monsters and then in this movie they uh, probably double down on that more by showing blue as this little sensitive raptor and of course Tyrannosaurus rex coming in and saving the day over and over that's what she does that is what she does she's strategic she never bites our heroes no never 
No. Oh. She gives our heroes little like nods and winks. Like, okay. <laughs> a good day to you, sir. <laughs> Runs off into the into the woods. But um I wanted, you know, creature feature dino action. I thought the first half of the movie was a pretty good continuation of the first one. Like action, dinos, whatnot. Then once they get to the scary, creepy house, it becomes more like director J.A. Bayona's The Orphanage or something like that. It, it became much more of like a scary, horror, almost like B-movie creature feature with a huge budget. That's what I thought happens in the second half. It really does feel like the first half of the movie is the first movie ending. And then it's almost like something new picks up and happens after they get to the Lockwood estate. It, it's almost like a it's a very different feel for the movie. And I was okay with that. I don't know why. Um, the movie does at some point for me. I will completely admit that the movie drags at some points for me. It's like two hours long. One thing this movie suffers from, it has no character arcs at all for our main two characters for owen and for claire yep you know but the thing is is like if we love them enough then that's okay because indiana jones doesn't go through character changes i mean it's i loved them enough as characters to be along with them for this ride Mm -hmm. i feel like the first movie did enough with them but i had a good time at the movies with this one and that's all i really wanted anyway i i get it I was so excited for it. I'm truly disappointed. I get all criticism of it. I do. I get it. I get it. I understand that completely. I wore my Clever Girl shirt to the premiere night. I was so pumped. And then I walked out and I was like, no. (laughs) I wore my Jurassic World 1 shirt. I went in with my boyhood excitement of this is going to be like the first one again. Yeah. But I left the theater just hurt and feeling like an adult let's move on let's not get bogged down by this you know what it did it was it was stupid there were things we all did not like about it and but we are gonna fix it that's what we do here god damn it we fix it sound like a very angry dad right now (laughs) whether you like it or not and i've heard our fixes and i think our fixes are gonna blow your mind your little dino dna here we go ready Why don't you give us your first fix, Lady Wan? Okay, so as I mentioned before, this movie had premiere dates that varied by as much as a month to allow for audiences to see this and then go watch the World Cup, except for in the United States. We were last. So this is a movie that's absolutely aware of its global audiences. It Mm -hmm. respects their time and money. And their love of soccer. Correct. So, why in this movie is the United States Senate having a hearing about what to do about an island off the coast of Costa Rica that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. the country? I mean, I I know that we're Team America World Police, but like we don't. The United States thinks they have the authority to police the world. <laughs> Didn't somebody? Say- First of all, that makes no sense. As soon as it started happening, I was like, why are they calling yeah. senators? Why is this a, a U.S. government issue? It's not our land. It doesn't make any sense. And why would they waste an opportunity to have that be a United Nations hearing? 
like get delegates in from all different countries around the world. There's your opportunity to represent other countries in this. And I know that like some movies will do this where they have like a newscaster who's like famous in a different country. They'll like swap out the footage so that like in China, they see like their big Chinese news guy and like in Australia, they'll see their Australian news guy. Studios do that. So you could have had different edits so that different countries are highlighted for releases there. You're already releasing it separately. Why not? make this a more global movie. And, you know, Dr. Ian Malcolm should be speaking to the world, not just America. Mm-hmm. It was so easy to just make that the UN and make make those stakes bigger. And they just whiffed on it. It's called Jurassic World. Right? It's not called Jurassic Country. Correct. Yeah, that's good. What is your fix? Mustachio, your first fix go. <laughs> yeah, I, I also, the Ian Malcolm thing, Lady One, I, I want to fix him. I want to fix like why he's there. Instead of him seemingly like, oh, he's just this, you know, kind of dad adult decision character who's got to tell everybody that genetic engineering can be wrong. Mm-hmm. And, and just ramming that down our throats. Why is he even there? So he's this chaotician from the first film who has exposure to dinosaurs and everybody knows that. But why is he sitting before a hearing? So I wanted his position to be a little bit more uh, relevant for why he would be there. So if it was a world UN meeting, I want him to be like, say, the head of the EPA and having, you know, this reason to be there, reason to actually have a say in what's happening. Oh, I like that. Yeah, because like, otherwise, like... I want to know he's moved up in the world. I know. Don't you want to see him, like, in his leather jacket again or something? That's what I do. Yes. And going, <laughs> Oh, it's, his fucking feisty growl wasn't in there. <laughs> his feisty growl. Oh, my God. I've been looking... gives me an erection. Y'all remember, I've been looking forward to... I mean, y'all knew that I was looking forward to that for like, like 30 episodes ago. So I don't know. So I, I wanted, I wanted Ian Malcolm to have a better reason to be there. I wanted him to seem like he's still out looking for the next ex Mrs. Ian Malcolm. And I don't, I don't want him just to have no relevancy and just show up for no reason. JC, we need a fix. You got a fix for us? I do. Thanks for taking over hosting. Here we go. (laughs) My first fix is this. Okay, so how is it that that company run by Lockwood or whatever is able to be stealing dinosaurs? (laughs) There's an active volcano that is gurgling smoke into the air and and about to blow up. Mm -hmm. In the beginning of the movie, they show us footage of there's news cameras covering this thing. So there's got to be news helicopters around, yep. news boats around. Chopper 4. Roger that. Recently in Hawaii, there's that volcano that, that went off, and it's all over the news. There are news crews there from all over the world, like watching, showing us footage of lava hitting hitting the ocean, showing us pictures of lava spewing into neighborhoods. Like it's being heavily covered. And this particular eruption is about to make a species that has been in introduced to the world again only 20 a little more than 20 years ago extinct you figure that this event would be being covered by 
countries around the world. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they're able to clandestinely, you know, steal multiple species with giant helicopters and giant boats. Oh, yeah. Especially when there's like weird congressional hearings where they decide to let them die and stuff. But yet there's helicopters pulling them all off the island like and, and no news channel is seeing this it's nonsensical it is it's very nonsensical okay so remember how eli sold this whole thing to claire it was that they're gonna move dinosaurs to a sanctuary island and just let them live yeah yeah i thought there should have been no congressional hearings or any of that that they should have just decided that they're gonna move these dinosaurs from the old island to the new quote-unquote sanctuary island and go ahead and let that volcano erupt you could have still had action. There could have been like, oh my God, the volcano's erupting early. And they would have had to like get them all off quickly. And it still could have been exciting and whatnot. And uh, those little amusement park balls falling in the ocean and whatever. <laughs> you know, you could have still had all that. But they got the dinosaurs off and they moved them to the sanctuary island. On the sanctuary island, they think all is good. But Owen wants to say goodbye to Blue. Except that when they turn on the tracking system, because all the dinosaurs have trackers, they realize Blue is not on the island. In fact, Blue is headed away from the island, and that might be where they discover the boat. And instead of this boat absurdly going to Northern California, this boat has about 10 dinosaurs on it, and it's headed for Costa Rica, where there is a large estate in Costa Rica where they're going to sell them. And I thought that was a much better way to deal with this plot other than the fact that a large task force is smuggling all kinds of giant extinct dinosaurs off of a volcanic island that is currently erupting Mm -hmm. and nobody knows about it. It's this secret thing. So I thought that would be much better. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. As as soon as they arrived at Lockwood's estate, me and Mr. Lady went just looking at each other. We're like, hold up. That was overnight? Like, no. Like, that's not even possible. That's not even remotely possible that they could get there the next day. They would have had to been in Blue's enclosure for like a week and a half. Also, you figure they could probably do some kind of sneaky auction in like a Central American uh, country outside of the the U.S.'s purview because that ship arrives in Oregon and there's no like, I don't even know what you would call it. There's no one at this like commercial marina who's questioning why there's giant creatures growling in these crates. It just... It's so silly. It's all very strange. So I, I figured that like sneaking a few off of the sanctuary island and taking them to Costa Rica makes way more sense. Yeah, his estate could have been anywhere. It could, he could have had an estate in Tijuana. They could have been going to Nicaragua. Like, And that way, his lackey could have kept it out from under the nose of Lockwood too. Yep. Instead, he brings all the dinosaurs and puts them in Lockwood's basement. <laughs> right? <laughs> Why would he not have just brought them to some place in Costa Rica and just been done with it? So dumb. That you're right. That part of the that part of the movie takes so much suspension of disbelief. All right. Let's move on. What is your next fix? Lady Juan. We are told that Hammond and Lockwood were business partners way back in the day and they had a falling out and they tease us about why it is even though it is clear as day that it's because Lockwood cloned his daughter. And so we are to understand they had this fight, falling out, blah, blah, blah. So you picked up on that really early. Like as soon as she said, do I look like her? I was like, oh, that's a clone. 
Uh, it's a movie about clones like it's not like i'm not super proud of myself it's a movie (laughs) about clones you should be well thank you i'm proud of you (laughs) i'm proud of you i just i am thank you so the timeline is crazy to begin with because obviously this lockwood character is like shoehorned into a story that's already gone on and they're they're trying to make it work but jurassic park happens in 1993 And Lockwood has nothing to do with it. So you have to assume they had this fight in, I don't know, at best 1992. And this girl looks to be about 10. And this movie happens in 2018. So reasonably, she's born in 2008. So why is Hammond all mad about it in 1992? Like, it makes no sense at all. The timeline does not map up whatsoever. So I get why, because you had to make up a character. You're trying to make this work, but let's get really dark with it. So in the first Jurassic Park movie, my hero scientist, B.D. Wong, says that they age faster. They did something to their DNA to make them age up quickly because they need adult dinosaurs. They can't have a whole island full of babies. They Full of baby dinosaurs. Nobody wants to see that. So they're aging them rapidly. So what if that's what was also being used when Lockwood's cloning his daughter? And he has been cloning her since 1992, or at least trying since 1992. So how many do you think? I mean, if she's aging rapidly, maybe she goes through like a full human life in like 10 years. And so, I don't know, maybe this is like Maisie number three, or maybe the first couple didn't work properly, and now he's on like Maisie 10. Who knows? Maybe like each one gets a little better and better, and maybe like Maisie one, that's, this is an awesome idea. Maybe like Maisie one only lived to be like five, but grew rapidly. Right. And then maybe like Maisie 2 lived to be eight, and it just keeps getting more and more. They're getting better and better. Yeah. And oh my god, that's so creepy. Yeah, like isn't that so much more yeah. disturbing than than just that's like good. he cloned her? Because there's so many dead Maisies. <laughs> and and the fact that he's not just doing this because he's like a sad dad who lost his daughter and just wants to see her again. Instead, he does not even care about the value of that person's life. He's doing this for him. It's selfish because that's what the whole thing is with these dinosaurs. Is like it's not for the dinosaurs. It's selfishly to make money. It always has been. Yeah, even even in this movie, Lockwood says something bullshit line like Hammond always said that these dinosaurs should be left alone or whatever he says a line like that and I'm like no he didn't Hammond made Jurassic Park right like he didn't want dinosaurs to be left alone he wanted to make dinosaurs to make a shit ton of money exactly at like a park so like even that was so revisionist Jurassic Park history it's just it's it just terrible like that whole lockwood character is a bunch of very shoehorned like revisionist jurassic very weak for us to have never heard of lockwood they would have needed to have their falling out way before jurassic park came out yeah and you're right like that's why we're on like Maisie three four five who knows it's so creepy like the idea that he could have like a whole lab full of just like Maisie dna is like way creepier than breeding an Indoraptor. Yeah. Way creepier. 100%. Ugh. Ooh. I like this fix so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Mustachio, what's your next fix? I had a problem with how they just jumped the truck into the back of the Arcadia and nobody's getting caught. Nobody's looking. 
that could have been a really good like usage of the hilarity of Chris Pratt's humor. It could have been, you know, right before we're about to get this terrible, like, brachiosaurus, torturous death scene in the smoke. Oh, so sad. We could have actually gotten a bit of humor, and they're actually caught um, right then, and they have to escape. So it could have been Chris Pratt like, has this, you know, funny line knowing that they're caught, but he's you know, going to use some tranquilizer darts to get them back to on path of getting back to blue. Uh, It could have been a momentum there that didn't just stall out like a dead truck right there where it's like, hey, come on. Somebody would have noticed that. They crashed into the back of the boat. Yeah. And then once they're there, they just put hats on. So they're fine. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, just like the Avengers when they're incognito, they just put a baseball cap on and nobody knows. Yeah. I mean, that's what JC does when he walks out into the public. He just puts a ball cap on that way. Nobody Nobody knows. I do to hide my balding. No, it's because you're famous. <laughs> JC, you got a got another fix for us, man? Yes. Okay, I do, in fact. Okay, so mine has to do with the Indoraptor itself. Okay, so of course, as screen fixers, we always talk about this. When you introduce something in a movie, you... Pay it off. Pay it off later. Yeah. Jesus. I mean, that's just like screenwriting 101, correct? I mean, even Uh we know. So they go out of their way in the beginning to explain that Blue can smell something a mile away. However, Endo, the Indo... Endo? Indo? Indo. Like Indominus Rex. Not the Endo Raptor, the Weed Raptor. (laughs) No, it's not that It is not that chill. That raptor's hanging out with Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dino. <laughs> Snoop Dino. <laughs> so anyway, the Indoraptor is half raptor, right? So, but this Indoraptor can't seem to find our protagonists when it's three feet away from them in the museum display area of the Lockwood Estate. Like, first of all, that's just one problem with... <laughs> The Indoraptor. The Indoraptor is so poorly executed yeah. and so inconsistent. The Indoraptor should have been much scarier. It should have been virtually unstoppable and super intelligent. But mostly, it just needed to be consistent. I do know that it had that like technology where if you put a laser sight on someone and hit the acoustic cue, it would voraciously try to attack it. Yep. And without even getting into the fact that if you can put a laser sight on someone's chest, why wouldn't you just shoot your gun? (laughs) (laughs) Without even really even getting into that, like a gun is way more effective than than sending like a volatile dinosaur after it. But anyway, even when it wasn't under the acoustic cue, it would chase things in this like wild way. Like it was chasing Maisie and it like bowled over a whole like dinosaur bones display when it when they tried to run up the spiral stairs it was like ripping apart the stairs trying to get them and even when they got up top the stairs it was trying to go like through the railing with its face like i was like what what is this This is just like some kind of animal with crazy rabies like what what is this and i feel like instead of this animal being just really aggressive and as smart as blue since it was some kind of crazy hybrid i thought that it should have been smarter than any other dinosaur and it should have been really scary Mm -hmm. i feel like the way that it acted when it went into Maisie's room where it just quietly opened the door 
walked Mm -hmm. into the room and was very calculating and slow. Like I thought it should have been slow moving, super smart. It should have shown us that it was some kind of super intelligent and very frightening species. There was a disservice there. Like it it should have become almost a sentient monster film Mm -hmm. at, at that point, which would have made it that much more scary. Oh my God. This thing is smart. Right. Not just attacking things like crazy and like ripping its head through railings. It should have been as tricky and as smart as it was when it bit Art Falkmer's arm off. Yeah. Right? So remember when it was laying there? Playing dead. (laughs) Playing dead. Yeah. You have to be a really smart creature to be playing dead yeah and we never saw that level of intelligence while it was chasing our protagonist if they had made it that smart like as smart as at the one point they tell us it is if they had actually followed through with it you could give us like those homages to the other movie where like they get out of it by tapping a ladle on the floor to distract the raptors because they're just dumb animals and they could try something like that but then it doesn't work because it's too smart for that and that would actually flip the audience to being like oh i know how they'll get out of it oh no it didn't work it's smarter than that things have escalated and that would be better yes yeah instead they just like tricked it into jumping on glass and it fell and it got stuck right the end the indoraptor should have been surprisingly one step ahead of our protagonist yeah definitely and that would have made it that much more scary totally agree good fix yay thank you very mucho How about another fix, Lady Wan? So this is not exactly a fix of the film itself, but I don't feel bad saying it because Colin Trevorrow agrees with me Mm. that they put everything in the trailers. And he was actually, he's come out and said the the shot where it shows, I I don't know how you say this, like Mosasaurus, the big whale shark thing. The shot where they show that in in the water with the surfers. He's upset that that was in a trailer. He's upset that it showed the T-Rex and the lion roaring at each other because I knew that scene was coming. So I was like, oh, well, it's definitely going to get out of this estate and go somewhere with a lion. Those are literally the The last last two shots. Right. Those like the last shots of the whole. There's those two shots and there's the shot of blue going over Mm -hmm. the like in the desert. Yeah, that's it. Looking over some kind of suburban town. So it's again, it's not really a fix of the movie itself, but to show those scenes and to show they revealed that the T-Rex is going to get the other dinosaur that's about to get them when they're getting in the little gyrosphere thing. They gave away every single scare except for like one that i can remember so the part where they're where claire and the system analysts are stuck in the room when they lock them in and that one dinosaur has gotten in the tunnel i was like oh my god and i was actually like frightened i didn't know what was gonna happen the lava's dripping down they're trying to get out there's like intensity he's trying to climb up then the ladder falls it's like funny but also scary like it was everything that i wanted this whole movie to be and i only got that out of that one scene because every other part of it had already been spoiled for me in the trailers yep damn to be fair in the in the trailers you you do see that part where that dinosaur is in that 
tube and is heading towards them. But the reason why that works is because that's the beginning of the scene. And there's a lot more that still needs to take place. Yeah. The Mosasaur scene and the lion scene, there's nothing else to that. Yeah, those, that, those, those were are, the scenes. Yeah, those are the scenes. Yeah. So to have those spoiled for you is, it, yeah, it's a disservice to everyone watching the movie. Honestly, all the trailers ruined this movie for me. And we talked about that when, when they first started coming out. We're like, I'm pretty sure I know the entire plot of this movie now. Especially after the second one came out where she saw, It was all a lie! Like, we're like, oh, oh, it's a lie? We're like, okay. Yeah. So when they go back to the island, they're going to get double crossed. Yeah. And they're going to. We're like, thanks, Claire. We were like, what is this estate? Like, we, we pretty much could figure, we figured out, the out the whole, the whole plot. thing. And yeah. I'm just really frustrated by that. And even, like, I appreciate that the producer and writer, director of the first Jurassic World was also upset by it. But he even said in his comments, he's like, I mean, not that many people see all the trailers. I'm like, are you kidding me? We mean not that many people see all the trailers. How much money are you spending shoving them on every TV channel? Like before every movie that I've seen for the last four months, I've seen this trailer. It's really frustrating to me. It's a huge problem with movies like this that you yeah. you take away from the actual finished product by overmarketing it. I hear you. So let's fix the movie industry. You're f- <laughs> <laughs> Damn. You are now yeah. fixing movie marketing departments. Correct. Okay. We have moved we have moved well beyond just Big fixing. picture here. Yeah, this this picture is big. <laughs> we should like research and try to find a film that had its final scene in a trailer. Oh, I'm sure there's I plenty. don't know how many movies have their final scene in the trailer because that's essentially what happened with Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, and I think there's also there's multiple ways you could do it, right? Because I think after we saw Infinity War, we were kind of impressed that like the scene of Iron Man like reflecting on everyone having disappeared, that moment is in the trailer, but you don't know what that moment is in the trailer. You just know he's like taken in something dark. Like that's all you know, but that doesn't come until the very end. And so I think there's a way that you can show those scenes But like we were saying, it can't be the entirety of the scene. If the reveal is that a T-Rex is roaring at a lion, don't show me the T-Rex roaring at the lion. I knew for two hours that was going to happen. I 100% agree. Thank you. Son of a bitch. Because that would have been a cool scene to see and be surprised. Oh my God, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so frustrated by it. Mustachio, what do you got for us in your bag of tricks? In your bag of fix? (laughs) So mine has like a lot to do with my boyish excitement for this film. I, I was kind of, I, I didn't come at it, uh, JC, with the same level that you did. I mean, I saw the original, like uh, not the original, but I saw Jurassic World with you. And I remember we both had different takes on it. And with oh. this movie, I wasn't gearing myself up for uh, shutdown in your brain. I was expecting too much. Like, from the original, like, the fear that was in me when I heard, like, Laura Dern scream from the original and when I, you know, had that feeling of, like, the gates are, you know, down every and, and, and being out in the open means mm-hmm. you're going to die. Like, that is that is terrifying. And even when I go back and revisit that movie, that terror is there. It's and I, still scary. Yeah. yeah. But I feel like this one, the terror is not there. It's replaced yeah. by this adulting decision of 
yeah, like it's a good idea for them to die on that island because they're dangerous. But yet they show us this torturous sequences of stegosauruses getting their teeth ripped out and brachiosauruses dying in the smoke mist. And yeah, that part was, was tragic. It was looking. so sad. That was the saddest moment in the whole yeah. movie. Yeah, it, it... when they first go into the the remnants of the old Jurassic World park. There's this beautiful scene where this brontosaurus goes walking by and it makes them all like like emotional. Yeah. I think we are led to believe that that's the same beautiful, gentle brontosaurus mm. that is dying in the volcanic eruption. It's very tragic. It was actually one of my favorite scenes yeah. in the movie, but it was tragic and very sad. And I feel like maybe the rest of the movie didn't really live up to that. Wow, that... You know, JC, yeah. that gives like a whole new meaning to when they touched on the first dinosaur you ever saw. That means that was the first dinosaur yeah. I ever saw. Because in Aww. 1993, when I looked up and I saw that large, long-necked brontosaurus, brachiosaurus, whatever, it felt amazing. And so with this one, they fucking killed her off. So that's the ultimate Aww. adulting like bullshit of this movie. It's like... Well, that's kind of the like, okay, everything that you knew about the first four yeah. movies is done. Yeah, 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 that's, wow. Right, so that's kind of like, we killed the brontosaurus at the end of this movie because the brontosaurus was the first dinosaur that you saw in Jurassic Park. So my fix in that, it's not too much... Well, it is kind of a big change to get away from like the whole decision-making of like what's going to happen because they, they're trying to... They're killing off these things in several sequences with the hydrogen cyanide and all that other stuff. I would have had less of uh, like, should these things die? And more of, you know, hey, they're going to die. These are the ones that are worth saving and they're helping you. They're fighting for you. The hard-headed Pachyocentosaurus, the one that rams through the, the wall... Which was my favorite dinosaur in this movie, by the way. Yeah. I saw this movie more than once. And as soon as that dinosaur showed up in the second one, I was like, this is my favorite dinosaur. <laughs> <laughs> Did you whisper that to no one? I loved that dinosaur in this movie. And I was just glad that they featured that dinosaur. Yeah. Because I just, that's such, that's such a strange dinosaur. And it's resourceful. Was your favorite scene the scene where they let that dinosaur loose in that? auction room full of people and he was just making people go flying across the room as he was headbutting <laughs> them with his bone head <laughs> i was really not sure how they were getting that much air like they were flying like 10 feet through the air and it was like did they jump yeah, like, yeah I, I don't know they were flying around like cartoon style through that room just like over and like i, I thought there was only one of them i don't know i laughed a lot during this movie at scenes that i'm not certain we're supposed to be funny <laughs> unfortunately True. yeah so i mean with my boyhood pain of it i just wanted to see less of the pain of the torture of of these like dinosaurs and i wanted to see more of like life has a way i wanted to see more of these things they defend the people they're helping them but yet we might not be able to save all of them i wanted it to be a reason to come together as opposed to a reason to think that they're all treacherous in the end. So that kind of brings in like, you know, shades of what you were talking about with like, are they really that dangerous being let loose? Yeah, some of them are Vegisaurus. Yeah. <laughs> and what it comes down to is they shouldn't have just been maltreated. They should have been treated like we care about these things. They're part of this environment and we didn't want to let them die. That's it. It shouldn't have been that difficult. Yeah. 
JC, you got a fix for us? Well, thank you, Mustachio. Here's my last fix. Here we go. One of my problems has to be with the end part where Jeff Goldblum is like, welcome to Jurassic World. And there's, you know, and they show all these scenes of dinosaurs fanned out across the nation or something like that. So what's the maximum amount of dinosaurs that could actually have been let loose in that mansion i mean a dozen to two dozen even if it's two dozen that's not enough really i mean Mm -hmm. especially if you think about the fact that half of those are going to be herbivores that are not going to hurt anyone they're just going to eat trees and grass (laughs) just chill it also didn't look like a lot of them had pairs like there wasn't a lot of like male and female it looks like a lot of them were like were like loners so i didn't see a lot of pairs that were gonna mate Mm -hmm. so basically my thinking was okay a few dudes from a company showed up on the island and captured and put all of these dinosaurs in cages just like hired dudes so imagine if these dinosaurs are out what our government could do like our government could easily do the same thing so i really don't know about jurassic world if they really (laughs) wanted to they could just blow them up like just shoot them with a missile or something or if they wanted to keep them use a drone man yeah or like a drone and shoot it in the face i don't know but like (laughs) if they wanted if they wanted to capture it they could have captured it as easily as these guys did in Costa Rica on an island. I don't really see how it's suddenly a Jurassic World. Nope. Because there's just not enough dinosaurs. So in in this movie, they, they do show that a few of the buyers get their dinosaurs off and away, mm-hmm. which I don't understand at all because I don't think enough time went by and I don't know how these people, after those cages went back into the, into the recesses of the building. Yeah, when they pulled the giant lever. Right, with, with some <laughs> giant... Just- uh, some giant villainous lever. Giant lever, giant buttons. Right, that pulls the cages back and forth. I, I don't know how these buyers even got their dinosaurs. So <laughs> I found that really, really weak. But anyway, totally. so this is what I figure. They should have had a scene where the dinosaurs are out in the world and they're being captured either by local law enforcement, some industrious mountain folk or whatever. <laughs> And the government, but they're being captured. But what it is, is they show that one of these buyers, just one, managed to escape with a dino. And he's one of the ones that escapes with a dino and wants to weaponize. Mm -hmm. And that's where we get the monologue from Jeff Goldblum. And that's where we're talking about, you know, what if some other nefarious character gets a hold of this technology then it's welcome to jurassic world yep, much more impactful and i thought that would have been a stronger ending and would have been much more ominous than what we got that is good and that's my final fix Does anyone have a final thought on this film? Just any random piece of trivia, piece of thought, piece of anything? What? I got a, a little story. Yeah. Do tell. Okay. So Mr. Lady One and I make dollar bets all the time. Like that's just anything that we can't like agree on or like a prediction or anything. Like it's dollar bets, like always $1. So like we'll do it on big things. So I dollar bet him that Vegas would make the Stanley Cup finals, like, which is silly. Like that should be more than a dollar bet, but Mm -hmm. we just do dollar bets. One time he didn't believe me that the Macklemore song downtown has a line that says a bad little mama with her ass in my face. He did not believe me that those are the lyrics. Wow. So we looked it up. I was correct. 
and we we Venmo each other dollars. So he had to Venmo me a dollar <laughs> that said ass in the face. So I'm sure everyone who saw that was like, oh, yeah. um, that's, that's public. That's one now. way to do things. <laughs> anyway, You're like, wow, he pays me a dollar every time I put my ass in his face. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's how we do our dollar bets. So during this movie, like we were both so frustrated by how everything was telegraphed. The writing was not creative like the storytelling where like i already know what's going to happen with everything we're in the third act the bad guy's running around and he looks at me and he's like oh the raptor's definitely gonna get him and i was like no dude t-rex and he was like no i don't believe him like dollar bet and like in the theater we're like boom and shake on the dollar bet and then like it happens and it starts to look like it's gonna be the other one and then like oh there comes our girl t-rex t-rex there's the t-rex and i just looked at him like pay up <laughs> like in the theater he venmoed me a dollar that night that's that's just like oh the writing is so Don't basic challenge a screen fixer oh man i knew where that movie was going we I got a understand dollar. movies we understand <laughs> movies over here yeah we screen breathe the movies we understand them we understand them good mm-hmm. we know it so you know <laughs> i guess without further ado we should consider this movie Screen Fixed. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you send us home, Lady Wan? If you'd like to email us here at the show, you can send us a message to ScreenFixPod at gmail.com or you can tweet us at ScreenFixPod or follow us on Instagram at ScreenFixPod and we're also on Facebook. Search for ScreenFixPodcast. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Libsyn, and wherever you're listening, please rate, review, and subscribe. We really do appreciate it. And um, if you're enjoying the show, please tell a friend. We also have a Patreon account where you can donate to the show. We have dreams of keeping the show going forever. And we also have dreams of opening a one-screen theater to be the home of podcasting, film festivals, indie movies, comedy things, everything. We have all kinds of ideas. And if you want to help us with that dream, let us know. Donate. And there's different tiers and find one you like. Find one you like. And if you like Screen <laughs> Fix, do what Lady once said. Rate and subscribe and review. That actually does a lot for us. It really does. We super, super, super appreciate it. Yes. Please do. So let's send us home with your best blue raptor call. I'll do mine first. Hold on, here we go. <laughs> that was pretty good. Rough. I feel like that was really good. All right, Mustachio, your best blue call. Go. That's actually oh, so good. That was really good. I practiced oh when I was God. a little kid. All right, Lady Wan, give us give us your blue call. <laughs> I hate you for making me do that. All right, anyway. Look for Screen Fix news early next week. This has been Screen Fix, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Bye, everybody. Later. (laughs) 